Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. I need you to go with me to Luke chapter 1, verses 39 and 42. Hallelujah. The title of the message this morning is The Weight of What You Carry. Faith for the Assignment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke chapter 1, 39, 42. If you will, stand for the reading of the word. That's our sign of agreement to the word this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 39, it says, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Hallelujah. Again, the title of the message is The Weight of What You Carry, Faith for the Assignment. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So Luke chapter 1 opens with the history of John's parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth, both being identified as righteous before God and keeping all of his commandments. They were blameless and without fault. Their lifestyles were consecrated. Further, Elizabeth had no children and was considered barren until the Lord decided to open up her womb. Here's a hard truth that I want you to consider while this message is being birthed. You can do everything right and live for God, and there will still be areas in your life that are barren. But on the flip side of that, our faith reassures us as believers that no matter what stage or age you are in life, there is nothing too hard or impossible for God. As believers, there should be something in us that rises up to say, no matter what my situation looks like, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what comes or what comes my way and how hard life hits me, there should be something on the inside of us that says, I still believe, I still trust. In spite of what I'm going through, God is still faithful. He's still good. And there's nothing too hard for him to do. Hallelujah. Luke 1 continues with Zacharias in the temple. He's doing his priestly duties. Hallelujah. And the angel of the Lord came, up, came to him. You know, when God sends Gabriel and Michael out, you know he means business. So Gabriel came to him and ex- expressed to him that his prayers had been heard. Zacharias and Elizabeth, even in their old age, were still believing God for a child. It's something about what you can do even at your old age when you feel like you've missed the window and the opportunity has passed. But it's something about God when he's able to still give you a sign of his love and a sign of his covenant, even at your old age. Take a look at Mother Poe. 
She's up in age. She got some years on her, but baby, that's wisdom. That's walking wisdom. That's walking prayers. And even at her old age, she's still useful in the kingdom. Don't think just because she has age on her that she can't be used and that God isn't using her. Because if you want to know the truth, she's better now than she was in her 20s or her 30s. It's something about what God will do when he'll cause that thing to develop in your belly. Even at her old age. You're still useful. You still got some good stuff in you. And don't let anybody ever tell you you can't do what God called you to do. You don't have what it takes. You don't, there's nothing in you, but you have enough in you. Because God placed it on the inside of you. So fast forwarding to Mary, Elizabeth's cousin, the angel of the Lord came to her as well and told her she too would bear a son. You have dueling stories, Mary, Elizabeth, Zacharias, both having the same words sent to them both having the angel of the lord come to them and tell them what is to come hallelujah they began to tell them of the things that they were carrying how they were going to be blessed by these births many of you have something inside of you god has placed an assignment or something in you you're going to bless nations you're going to bless people but you have to tap in allow your faith to drive you hallelujah so we're looking at verses 11 through 17. And for the sake of time, I won't read all of them. But like I said, Zacharias was in the temple. And what kept being highlighted was their age, their age, their age. They were both, oh God, they were well in their age, both like Abraham and Sarah. They were up in age and still believing God for a promise. They had entered into a time within their physical domain that they could not produce seed. Biology tells us at a certain point that a woman can't bear children by the things that her body is going through, their processes in the ovaries and things like that. It says that I cannot produce because I'm this age. So they were still believing in God for that miracle. Elizabeth was referred to, referred to as barren, but then God said, I'm going to open that womb. I'm going to send you that word and send you, send you that message to reassure you what I'm getting ready to do in you. What you are carrying may seem unconventional. It may seem like it's off timing, but know that you are in the right place in the right time. It is your season to bring forth what God said you can bring forth, but you must believe. It's an act of your faith. Faith, it takes faith. faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's going to take faith for us to believe in this hour. There were times I didn't understand what God was doing in me and through me. I didn't understand my gift or my call, but I had to walk in it anyhow. I gave God a yes till he started showing me what it looked like. I gave him a yes, even in a dark place. I gave him a yes even through pain and rejection and disappointment and heartache. I gave him a yes even when I didn't see the full picture. It's something about God that will call you when you don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. It's something about God. Yeah, he called me. The pieces of the puzzle were not together. I was a, a holy wreck. I was a mess from top down. But he said, guess what? I'm going to still use you. I had to walk through negative words. Oh, God ain't going to use you. He ain't going to do it through you. You sure God called you to be a prophet? He did call me, and I had to walk through it. I had to step through that because negativity will settle, and it will create seeds that grows harvests, that reap things that you should not be reaping. 
you have to walk through what God said it even when it doesn't align just yet oh but believe oh believe we won't be a faithless generation oh believe 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 in what God has spoken so I bypassed my first point but I want y'all to write this down the first point that I was speaking about the weight of what you carry will defy the odds again that's talking about what Zacharias Elizabeth and Mary had to walk through even at the different stages in their life I'm going into the second point the weight of what you carry requires agreement or covenant here's why I say that in verses 18 and 20 through 20 you begin to see the exchange between Zacharias and Gabriel and he begins to question what God wanted to do and the first thing that came out of his mouth was naturally I'm too old you say I'm gonna have a child my wife is gonna bear a child but I'm too old we're old we're up in age we're old and then he asked for a sign he said how how will I know this sometimes God can send a sign after sign after sign after sign after sign he can spell it in the, the clouds and write it in the sand and and blow it in the trees and we still don't believe what God is saying he'll speak that thing over and over and over again and confirm his word over and over and over again and we're still asking God well how will I know he's already sent a sign but since you want to question Gabriel begins to flex his muscles and he said I am the one that sits in the presence of God you mean you don't believe what I came to tell you I've been sitting in his presence and he sent me to tell you that you will bear a child but since you don't believe I'm gonna cause your very mouth to be locked it's gonna be shut because guess what God won't allow you to begin to speak against his word he won't allow you to speak against anything that goes contrary to what he's planning for your life don't come into agreement with negativity and the words of the enemy whose report are you gonna believe what are you going to come into agreement with so since he didn't believe the the punishment and the immediate result was that I'm gonna shut your mouth there was times God had to shut my mouth because I said I don't want it I don't want to do this I don't want to preach your word I don't want to prophesy this ain't what I want and for those who are hungry for the pulpit you better think again this ain't what you want because it comes with warfare and if you ain't got what God needs you to have baby you gonna miss the mark and you go get torn out by the enemy every time it comes with warfare So Gabriel flexes his muscles and tells Zacharias, I'm the one that stands in the presence of God. And he shuts his mouth. And he said, you will know during the time that she begins to bear, you'll be able to come into agreement. And later in the chapter, you'll see that his mouth was released when she got ready to have the baby and the baby was birthed. And then you got the cousins and the neighbors saying what his name is gonna be. You're gonna name him after our family and they said no 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 
No, his name is John. The angel of the Lord had already sent word. God had already spoken what his name was going to be. His name was going to be John. Some of you have allowed people to speak over you and tell you you're something other than what God has said you are. But guess what? You better answer the call to what he said you are, who you are. I, Felicia McBurrow's trumpet, I'm a prophet of God. I answer the call. What call are you going to answer? Hallelujah. What you going to answer? Are you going to answer to what people have you want, what people want you to be, the expectation that they have set, or are you going to answer to who God called you to be? What will you answer to? Life and death lies in the power of the tongue, so it teaches us about agreements and covenants. Speak the word that God has already spoken, and it will produce life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What are you going to agree with this morning? Hallelujah. So verses 14 through 17 and dropping down to verses 32 and 33 begins to describe John the Baptist and Jesus. And it highlights that God began to give them a glimpse of the future and what was to come. Sometimes God will give you an assignment. So here's another hard truth that I want you to ponder upon. If God gave you an assignment but didn't give you a glimpse of the assignment and what was to come and what it entailed, would you still be faithful to the call? Would you still be able to give God a, a yes? We knew that John the Baptist was going to help deliver people and bring them into an area of salvation and he was going to pave the way for our Lord and Savior. But what happens if God tells you, I want you to go preach. I want you to go lay hands. I want you to go prophesy. I want you to go evangelize. What happens if he tells you those things and you're like, where, where, where the rest of the story? Where, where the rest of the pieces, Lord? You want me to do what, when, where, how, why? You got to give me some more to go with this. It's almost like baking a cake. You can't bake a cake without the proper ingredients. Because if you don't put that self-rising flour, that cake flour in there just right, you might end up with something flat, dry. You're missing comp components. You're missing pieces. So you got to make sure you have everything you need and answer that call when God calls you. Hallelujah. Here's the third point. Let your response be a response of faith. Let your response be a response of faith. Zacharias' response highlighted a lack of faith. Because the first thing he said, I'm too old. We too old. We can't do this. It wasn't, oh God, I trust you. I believe you. Yes, Lord. Whatever you say, Lord. It was, we're too old for this. We can't do this. What you mean? We over here wrinkled and shrunk. What you, what you want us to do, Lord? How does go add up? So he immediately processed the word of the Lord through the lenses of doubt instead of belief and trust. Mary, on the other hand, oh, Mary, she had the right to ask the question she asked. Mary was without a husband. You can't come to me and tell me I'm going to have a whole baby and I don't have a husband. Where, 
How is that going to work, Lord? Ain't got one. Not yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prophesying without prophesying. Hallelujah. But you telling me I'm about to have a whole child? And I know no man and no man has known me and I'm going to bear a child? How does that word make that make sense? The biology of it all says that's not even possible. And then you add to it and say, the, the spirit of the Lord is going to come upon me? The, Ho the Holy Ghost going to get me pregnant? Come on now, y'all know God done told y'all to do some stuff and it don't add up. You'll be like, what? How does that work? What you want me to do, huh? So Mary asked the question, and to reinforce the answer, Gabriel said, your cousin Elizabeth is with child also. He helped her out in her faith in that moment. So I'm going to show you an example of a miracle. I'm going to show you an example of a sign, because guess what? Your cousin who is up in age, oh, Elizabeth, she's pregnant. She's with child, so that should let you know that what I'm telling you isn't impossible. It's not too hard for God. And here's Mary's response. I love this response. I love it. Mary's response said, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Some of you need to have a be it unto me according to thy word attitude and perspective when it comes to what God has spoken in your life. Be it unto me, so be it. Be it unto me, you want me to preach? Be it unto me, you want me to prophesy? Be it unto me, you want me to lead? Be it unto me, you want me to lead? Okay, I'll lead, I'll lead, I'll lead. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. What has God told you to do that you have yet to answer? What, what has he told you to do? So that was the difference between the two of them. Her, her answer didn't bring her punishment. Because she said, be it unto me. She came into agreement with it. She grabbed hold to the word of the Lord and said, it's mine. Be it unto me. It's mine. I'll have a baby. Be it unto me. If the Holy Ghost come upon me, be it unto me. If I have to look crazy doing it, be it unto me. I have no husband, but you give me a child. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. She grabbed hold to the word. So let your faith lead you this morning where your sight can't take you. Because it'll confuse you. It'll confuse you real good. Because sometimes, sometimes the thing God have us going through, you be like, what? What is, what is, what is this? I'm telling y'all, I walked through more warfare this week and this week alone. So it was unbelievable. And I said, okay, you got me going through these things. That means the word that's going to be delivered is carrying some weight in the realm of the spirit. You know, the enemy gets terrified when you come. The enemy gets terrified and he throws everything that he can at you. But you got to know where your sword and your weapon is. You got to know who's on your side. You got to know that the Holy Ghost is with you. You got to know that all of heaven and his host and the good Lord is with you and backing you every step of the way. Come on. So I had to buckle down and be a big girl about it. I said, okay, Lord, I got hit over here. Okay, Lord, I'm hit over here. Okay, Lord, I'm bleeding a little bit over here. Okay, Lord, you caused this to come up. They apologize, but it still hurt. Okay, Lord, what am I going to do now, Jesus? And it was hard to pray. It was hard to focus. And I'll be honest, the word came last night. It was hard. But God, 
I had to walk through it, but God, you have to walk through it. And he'll give you a but God testimony as long as you keep making those strides and those steps forward. Yes. Hallelujah. You, Glory to God. But God, glory to God, thinking about the weight of what you carry, faith for the assignment, but God. The fourth point, the weight of what you carry will require a shift in your perspective. Later in the chapter, it starts at verse 46. Mary begins to sing a new song. She said, my soul does magnify in the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. Mary's singing and she continues to sing and make a joyful noise in the Lord. And her, her soul made a boast before him. She, she sings before the Lord because her situation had changed. She went from you going to give me a baby without a husband to I'm going to rejoice in this thing. I'm going to sing praises to your holy name because you're worthy and it's due to you. Hallelujah. Then you look in verse 67. Come on, Zacharias got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he began to what? Prophesy. Hallelujah. And Zacharias began to say, he said, blessed is the Lord God of Israel for her faith, for his faith has visited and redeemed his people. Zechariah starts prophesying, prophesying. The one whose mouth was sealed and shut, the one whose mouth that did not come into agreement, began to prophesy and began to say those things about the Lord and his coming. Zacharias, filled with the Holy Ghost. Zacharias, the one who started out in unbelief and moved to a position of faith. Zacharias. You have to begin to sing a new song and praise your way through this thing sometimes. The enemy will come to snatch your voice, steal your voice, steal your praise. Because he wants you to sit quiet in this season, but you have to begin to shift your perspective and sing a song. Even when it's not aligned yet, even when everything don't add up quite yet. I had to say hallelujah anyhow. Thank you Jesus anyhow. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, you are still good. You're marvelous in all of your ways. Lord, there's none like you. When you can get a praise on your lips in spite of there's something about God that will begin to move through that. There's something about that praise from a hard place. There's something about God that will push you and compel you to get on your knees and pray even when you don't feel like it. There's something about, oh God, a praise in the hard place and you'll begin to see that shift the more you say, thank you, Jesus. The more you say, God, I bless you. Lord, I'm hurt, I'm bruised, I'm wounded, but you're still good. Your daddy, God, your Abba Father, and because I have relationship with you, I can still come to you even in my brokenness. I can still come to you even when I'm bandaged and bruised. I can still come to you because you're still that good God. God won't uh, never allow you to go through anything that he does not intend to use for his good and for his glory. Nothing that you've been through is, is wasted. You may be bruised, you may be damaged, but what you're going through is not wasted. 
because God can take all these broken pieces and all these fragments and begin to put you on the wheel and begin to mold you because he is the potter and we are the clay and even in a broken state God can still come in and begin to mold you and reshape you and put you back together again is there anything too hard for our God is there anything impossible for our God is there nothing that our great God can't do we've seen miracles signs and wonders so we know that our God is real and we know that there's nothing too hard for him so what are you believing God for this morning what are you trusting God for because anything that he gives you to carry we know that it won't overload you he said my burden is easy my yoke is light my yoke is light my burden is easy he won't ever give you anything that he does not intend you to carry full term no stillbirths no premature babies no premature assignments no premature giftings what he placed inside of you it's going to live out its full intent. But you have to be led by your faith. You have to be led by your faith. It's going to require faith in this season. We all had to walk through things these last almost two years that were unbelievable. While people were dying for COVID, God healed me. And I say, thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you for allowing me to still breathe through that thing. Two surgeries within eight months. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. Challenges in my home. God, I thank you. Some of y'all are walking through stuff right now, but say thank you anyhow. Because I guarantee you, the more you praise him, the more he will cause that thing to shift. The more you magnify him, the less that issue, it, it, begins, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. When you make him big, your issues become small. Jesus. Whew. So I'm going to leave this final thought with you all. The weight of what you carry is not just what God placed on the inside of you. But it's your faith that will assist you in bearing that weight. If we can't believe God and what he placed on the inside of us, then we continue a cycle of spiritual barrenness. Manifestations happen in the heavenlies before we see the evidence of it in the earth. And I'm going to ask you this one final question. What assignment are you carrying that you have yet to pursue by way of your faith? Whatever God is leading you to is going to require your faith. It's going to require a great faith. Because it's going to get rough. It's going to get challenging. Sometimes it gets discouraging. Your faith can be shaken. But if you can grab hold... If you can just grab hold, if you can just grab hold, grab hold to what God has placed inside of you. 
you'll see him breathe on it. You'll see him structure it just right. I remember when God called me and he had to send word to me too. He sent word to me. Because I kept asking God before the word came. I said, are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure you have the right person? Are you sure you want me to preach and prophesy? And his response was that I invested too much in you and I'm not going to give it to anybody else. So when the father told me that he invested too much in me and that he wouldn't give it to somebody else, my response was, yes, Lord. Yes, Father. I'll do what you ask me to do. I'll go even when I'm not sure that I have a paved road in front of me. I'll go even if I have to walk this thing out and my feet are bloody. I'll go, Lord, even if I have to go by myself, Lord. I'll go, Lord, even if my family doesn't understand. I'll go, Lord, even if the enemy fires every dart he can at me, I'll still go. I'll go with a broken heart. I'll go when I feel like there's nothing left. But guess what? God had to empty me out to fill me up again. And if you don't empty yourselves, you'll find yourselves carrying old baggage with what the Holy Spirit is trying to fill in you. You'll find yourself carrying all these weights and, and all these things that cause your growth in the realm of the spirit to be impeded upon and you can't move you can't grow because you got all these weights and every time you try to step it gets harder and harder and every time you move it gets harder and harder but God says let it go you can't carry what I'm trying to give you if you won't release the old thing many of you are sitting on your assignments you're sitting on the word of the promises of God and you're just sitting there waiting for it to do what it's going to do, but it requires action from you. If you're sitting on your assignments, the altar is open. If you feel like you miss your windows of opportunity, the altar is open. If you have not been obedient to the word of the Lord, the altar is open. If you've been running and running and running and now you're tired and you're weary because you have not answered the call, the altar is here for you. My Lord God, thank you, Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.